Stories Podcast, your number one show for everything guitar. <laughs> hey, everybody. Hello. Dan, I don't know if you saw that, but there was a little person appeared behind me as we had the show intro. <laughs> no. <laughs> My daughter came down rubbing her eyes, and um, oh. I had to quickly eject her from the room. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. That's so sad. It is. Um, hello, everybody that's watching us on YouTube. And also hello to everyone who's listening to the podcast on the podcasters out there. This is episode 38, right? Yeah, who, who would get that wrong? Um, also know. hello possibly to some people on Facebook because we're, we're streaming for something new this week. Um, so hence Dan is beautiful, beautiful German quality. And I'm, I'm also fairly decent and we've got some, some good stuff going on. Um, which means we can stream to, to places like Facebook. So I don't know if we're on Facebook, but if we are, hello to you. Um, let's have a look at the chat, shall we, Dan? Yeah, please. Who's There's there? the chat overlay. Uh, I don't know if things are going to go well this week. Um, Valeria says, you legend. She's obviously talking to Dan. Um, <laughs> hello, everyone. Uh, who else is here? Double streaming, so something's bound to go wrong. Yeah, well... <laughs> I don't think so. The idea is that Dan and I love doing this podcast. We love doing this show. However, it does take up some time, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and we ain't got time for that. Now, we, we get our stuff on fleek. We, we want high-quality entertainment, low-level effort. That's what we want. That's my favorite. <laughs> well, the effort is here, not in the technology. Yeah, so the so. effort is while we're live. Um, Nissan Five Seventy LSX. I got the notification for Facebook and YouTube. Perfect. Oh my goodness! Seems to be um, working. Facebook user says hi from Facebook. Um, we don't know who you are. If you're on Facebook right now, we don't know your name because you have to do some Facebook plugin. We'll deal with that later. But hello, Facebook. Anyway, um, we've got a, a wonderful guest on tonight, Dan. Do you want to tell the lovely people who we have? Yeah, tonight we are joined by Dave Wiener, who is, um, for some of you, like Sarang in the chat, not just a, a guitar tutor on YouTube and, you know, all the social media, but also, and this is quite a big part of his professional life, the sidekick for that up-and-coming guitar player named Steve Vai. <laughs> and I'm just Vi. kidding. Like, he's, yeah. he's with the Vai team for ages now, and uh, it, it takes a lot to kind of hold up to the standards that Steve's has. So um, it's pretty cool to have him on the show. I ha had the pleasure to meet him already a couple times. He's a super nice dude. And um, yeah, even little Dan, like I w when, when the internet was still very much in the beginning with all the educational stuff, I was already a fan of his um, Riff of the Week, ROTW. So it's great to kind of catch up on 15 years ago or so. Can you Can you promise me something? Yeah. Never say little Dan ever again. <laughs> small Dan, okay. No, Baby not small Dan, Dan either. No. When I, when I was young. Okay, when I was young. Young, young, young Danielson. Young Danielson, yeah. Young Daniel. When young Daniel was learning to how to play the guitar, and he's still doing. But Steve and Dave, they were both influences. So it's cool to have Dave on the show here. Yeah. Speaking of of new. Mm-hmm. You want to do the news? Yeah, please. Um, I'm not actually there. There, I've got to press a button. Here we go. Are you ready for the news thing, Dan? I am. Dan is ready with his news. Dan's taken the news over this week because Dan's got the news. Let me just get rid of the chat for a second. 
Um, there we go. And then yeah. I'm going to put Dan up the top for you. Dan, yeah, what, so uh, what news you got this week? The big, big news this week was something that is less related to gear and more towards the whole community. And that was actually happening in that nice Facebook group called Ibanez Jampia Universe Family. And uh, with 9,000 members, it's not necessarily the biggest like Ibanez or Steve fan groups, but it's the one that has the man himself, Steve Vai. And that was like almost like an experiment to see how all of that went because there was all of a sudden a guy like uh, named Steven Zero was posting stuff on uh, Facebook and people were kind of questioning, is this like the real deal? Is that Steve Vai? So, you know, it was going back and forth. And, and the cool thing was that he was kind of teasing already a couple super interesting guitars that we might, yeah, that Pia, that we might talk about later too. Uh, but uh, in terms of the news, I think that was the big, the big thing this week because you got to say that at least in the guitar community, he was owning Facebook for the last couple of days. You know, if you check like how many 460 comments and so many great stories being told, so many uh, gear images being shared, uh, it was just a blast. That was like the positive community that that we always talk about, and that was a, a joy to see. So that's my big news. That's that's a lot of news. Um, it is. It's brilliant. I mean, now is the time for musicians and 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 people that are. I don't want to use the word celebrity, but people that would normally be doing things that require being outside amongst people. You know, people in the in the public eye, should we say? No. They've got to be taking hold of social media. But it's it's nice to see. I wonder how long he's been lurking in there. That's my question. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Steve has got a um, social media team. So there's a, a group of people that take care of like the official account. So okay. they make sure that they have a, a steady post schedule and, and everything is, is, is nice and, and going well. And I got to say, they are very polite, too. So if they, they, you know, are interested in sharing some images, they always inquire. So they are not stealing uh, intellectual property, uh, which is always a nice gesture and a very professional manner. Um, you don't see that very often out there. And yeah, I, I think he, he might probably be informed by them that there's that that there are quite a few groups, and you know he recently got active on Patreon, so that might also be like an outlet for him to kind of show new stuff. And I mean, how you know how how close can you get to the actual gear nerds than those kind of groups where the Ibanez and Y fans are organized? Yeah, that's true. And I only recently joined that, so uh, yeah, I'm in too many Facebook groups. I don't really do Facebook that anymore, so. Part of me is also thinking Steve might need to, um, what's the word, get with the times. <laughs> you know, it's nice yeah. that he's in there, um, and what 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 a good choice. But <clears throat> there are other places also to be. I hope he joins those too. Uh, yeah. Stefan's asking, does he know about this podcast? Dan, does he know about this podcast? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we only talk about him roughly every week. Yeah, so, maybe every other week. So, yeah. Yeah. You have them on speed, on speed dial. I have my family on speed dial, so I know when last time you, you talked to him. <laughs> I've got Billy Gibbons on speed dial. Oh, there you go, <laughs> Mr. Fancy Pants. Mr. Fancy Pants. Mm. What are you drinking tonight, Dan? What are you drinking? I'm drinking Franconian water, and this show is not sponsored at all by Frankenbrunnen. Okay, spritzig. Um, I've got some news, I guess, if I if I if I could, I just put myself in the top just there. Uh, I'm not allowed to play guitar for about a week because I've got RSI in my thumb, and it's got a it's, it's called trigger thumb or trigger finger, 
and mm -hmm. um, it clicks and is extremely painful. And it's from editing videos, and use, I use a trackball. So oh, um, that's not very interesting guitar news, but it's it's very interesting for me and, and actually maybe viewers of this channel because uh, I won't be playing guitar, which means I can edit with my new mouse, my new safety mouse, um, <laughs> uh, videos that I've been meaning to edit for quite a while. But it's killing me because I've had, uh, I've taken in um, a, a new guitar, the Acoustasonic Jazzmaster, because I think it might now be safe to post a video of the Acoustasonic Jazzmaster on mm -hmm. YouTube. So, um, yeah, I've taken that, and I, I can't really play guitar that well. Mm. <sighs> so that's well, sad you know, news. Sad you know, news. Steve is a pretty good example of what he did when he wasn't able to play the guitar with his right hand. <laughs> I walked into that one. <laughs> he did knapsack. No, no he did knapsack, right? Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. do one called Fanny Pack. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be me badly fingering some major open chords <laughs> through a fuzz pedal. <laughs> well, three notes will we'll probably do. Up and down and up. I'm actually and gonna down. do it. That that's gonna be my Jazzmaster Acoustasonic video. <laughs> <laughs> I take far too much pleasure from the own my own jokes that go on in my own head. Um yeah. Uh, <laughs> a question, Dan, just from the, the back end of this. Can you see the chat on your screen right now? Yeah, I can see okay, the chat. Okay, cool. Wonderful. Great. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's all it's all nice. It's the, the image quality is exceptional. Um I'm really pleased with Restream. It's yeah. a big improvement over last week. Yeah, so yeah. we're going to keep improving. Um, we've got 39 people watching as well. Hello, 39 people. Do us a favor, leave a like on this video, and also try and share the podcast around. We're trying to grow it to actually uh, justify doing it to our significant others and bosses. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I went on a pod I've been on two podcasts. I've, I've been moonlighting, Dan. Wow. Tell me um, more. I went on the Tone Mob podcast, which is available now. It went live yesterday. Mm -hmm. uh, I got pretty deep. I got pretty, you know, um, life story kind of thing. And then talking about mental health and the, my promotion of good mental health and my history of not so healthy mental health. It's a good show. Then we did the Patreon Extra and we talked about lizard people. So I recommend the <laughs> Patreon Extra. Um, Great. Yeah, so that was good. And also, I'm on another podcast that I can't share. It's not been aired yet, so I can't talk about it. But I had a jolly good time there and also spoke about similar things. <laughs> Guitars, funnily enough. <laughs> um, oh, and I was on uh, uh, yeah, Mike, China Mike, CGS on Friday night. I'm all over the place at the moment. But um, enough of what I've done. Uh, I guess we should do what, what we do. Yeah, does that make any yeah. sense? I just, I just received a message. I'm sorry to interrupt. I just received uh, yeah, yeah. a message from, from Dave who wrote, he can't be with us before 9.30. Uh, Not an issue. We can we can vamp. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'm telling him like nine-ish. Uh, if you join later, so be it. Yeah. It's fine. Okay, yeah. Well, we got a great story and, and some more stuff to talk about. So <clears throat> tell me more a little bit. Sorry. Tell me more a little bit about the the podcast. Like, was that something that was planned, or did you just like do that spontaneously? Uh, the tone mob. Um, yeah, no, yeah. Um, we I've known known him for a while, and just never got around to doing it. We're in similar circles, you know. Of course, the guitar circle is is generally small, um, 
but uh, Blake and I had never really chatted. We met at Nam once, and he said uh, you should be on the show, and and then never happened. Then he sent me an Instagram message, and that was it, you know. And suddenly, we were on on audio only. That was freaky, but mm. but kind of cool. And I, I was learning stuff for this podcast as well, mm -hmm. which was part of my suggestion for doing it with the new system, because up until right now. I found that I was, you know, pressing buttons and more in producer mode than I was in talking mode and mm -hmm. more in looking than the audio version. So I was feeling kind of sad for the people that listen to the audio version of this. And hello, audio people. Don't feel neglected because we, we I, I know Dan does and I think about you, so, but I don't like it when we go, oh, look at that. And then you're like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I've kind of been trained, like in the back of my mind, training to talk and describe rather than point and look <laughs> so um which is an art form <clears throat> it's like you know it's if you listen to to a uh audiobook in the car i think it's really an art form to kind of get those images into your head and to describe that in a way that is very you know how, how should i put it? It, it it kind of describes everything how you how you need it to to see it, but it's not too much too much in your face. You know, there's a subtle a subtlety to it. You know, there's a lot of details, and they take time. You know, I mean, yeah. not taking time in like uh, Lord of the Rings taking time because that was way too much time in the books. You know, just a lot of time just to throw a ring in a volcano. Yeah, yeah. Also, if they describe the scenery, it can take up to two or three pages to just describe like the mountain that is right ahead of them. So, big rock. Honestly, I've, I've I've never managed to read the Lord of the Rings. Oh, okay. I just I could never make it past probably because of the exact things you're describing. Uh, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, what else? The, yeah, the Tom Mob podcast was great. Blake is uh, a very funny, very intelligent, very entertaining person. Loves guitars, obviously. Let me talk for a long, long time, and I had to check <laughs> once. Like, I'm not I'm not boring you, am I? And he said, No, no, it's cool. And I was like, okay. And then you know, I was worried that. I mean, I have a story, and if you want to listen to it, then you know, we'll Dan and I'll do a Patreon extra. But um, yeah, so. I thought you wanted to do the paid, the paid uh, podcast, Apple paid podcast. As long as as long as people give us money, I don't care. Okay, okay, fair enough. They can they can pay me to say stuff. I'll say stuff as well. We I might am. even do Raid Shadow Legends. You know, one of those one of those things. I'll do that. <laughs> There's a couple of grand in that. <laughs> no, we ain't gonna do raid. No, and we ain't gonna do. Hey, willst du tolle blue solos spielen? <laughs> <laughs> um, we got a question from Jason in the chat. Is that Andy's backup fro behind me? No, sir. That is Bob behind me. Uh, Bob is. Uh, do you want to meet Bob again? Hang on. Oh, I'm attached to the thing. Hang on. I gotta go that way. This is Bob, everybody, and Bob sits there on this makeshift microphone stand on my stool where I sit, which is just here, and he helps me focus my cameras. Nice. <laughs> However, when the fro starts to get a little bit more patchy on top, Bob's going to yeah. suddenly end up bold and uh, donating his fro in my direction. Does, does Bob has an Instagram page? Bob can have an Instagram page. Just an idea. <laughs> like one, one image from Bob's point of view every day. 
plus maybe a selfie. Do you have any idea how hard I work, Daniel son? <laughs> I'm sorry. So well, that's a, uh, the problem the problem is that's a really good idea. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that's why I came up with it. You know, Nita Strauss has a, a uh, has a page, I think, for her teddy bear and also for her guitar. So, I mean, you don't have to necessarily have one for Grogu, but at least for Bob. I mean, come on. It's Silent Bob. Silent Bob. Let, uh, I like this one from where someone just commented. It's Michael. Hello, Michael. Let Bob do the YouTube shorts. Bob <laughs> is actually a lot funnier than I am. He's, he's quite bossy, though, and quite quite arrogant. You know what I mean? Yeah, he, yeah, he doesn't yeah. really check himself. Yeah. But, uh, oh, we just got a congratulations. <laughs> congratulations. You've received 100 messages today with Restream Chat. Congratulations, everybody. We did it. We did it. Um, I love the way Restream is. I love the way Restream is selling itself within itself. That's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just one question, Andy. Do we yes. also have the the Guitar Stories uh, logo somewhere, or is it missing on purpose? No, I thought I would bring it in. All oh, right. Okay. Somewhere in the show, when you know, just just to have something to do. I I miss pressing buttons. He forgot it. Yeah, I forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> um we also have the um the little the little videos the little stings as well so we could do pick of the week if you like yeah please that will never get old this is nope. my first pick of the week i have two this week um uh, it's the megas pro uh, from tc electronic a, I want to say a high gain distortion style pedal with a fat classic and turbo mode. It's a rat and there's only one video on YouTube and it's mine and I'm quite proud of that and I worked my bum off to get that out just because <laughs> I wanted to have something nobody else had for a while. Yeah. And um, it's actually really nice. Um, so for once, I've actually played the piece of gear I'm talking about in my pick of the week. Uh, I Some very interesting comments, generally speaking, on that pedal. Um, some they'll never buy TC electronic stuff. It's crap. Uh, I think they're wrong. Some do we need another rat? No, but I've played it and yes, I do. <laughs> um, and some were like, that's interesting. And it's only 60 bucks. So 60 bucks is not super cheap, but also not super expensive. It's not in the sort of clone 30 bucks, but it's, it's only 60 from, from quite a large company. It's an original circuit, obviously based on other circuits. Um, but to have three rats in one, the fat classic and the turbo, it's got a lot of tones again for 60 bucks. I'm very, very impressed. Um, I really enjoyed it. It wouldn't be my only rat. Um, but yeah, it, I, I got some great sounds of it. Some really big muff style sounds as well as some sort of quite clean rocky sounds and yeah, nice pedal. I watched the video. I liked it a lot. And how, how many, are there already a lot of like demo videos out there? Because I couldn't find any when I was checking your video and I was like, ah, you know, sounds great. Playing is not so great. Maybe nah. there's something else. Face, you know, the face. Yeah, yeah, all, all that. Like, is there, is there like no, other stuff out there? No, there's not. Oh, wow. So you've got like a, a like this, this, you get the soul video? Like you are the only Yeah, for, for some reason. I mean, they, they sent it out. Oh, wow. I agreed to do it. First time working with TC on something like this. Um, and maybe nice. we'll work again in the future. Maybe, maybe there's another video coming soon. So you never know. You never know. 
you know, you know, it's happening. <laughs> it's happening. It's happening. <laughs> um, yeah. So that was that was that one. Uh, and then, I, by the way, just yeah. let, me, let me just add. I liked when you when you kind of showed us like the innards of the pedal, <laughs> and you were you were describing stuff and making up stuff, and you had no clue what you were talking about, and you could tell from your face. <laughs> yeah, that's the resistors and the transducers and, and the flux capacitors <laughs> and the Mr. Fusion. <laughs> and that's the thing that, you know, when you press it, it goes whoop, 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 wobble, wobble. Um, yeah. Did they did they react on 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 you kind of uh, dissecting everything that's inside the pedal or? No, they loved they... the video. Um, oh, they did. Okay. They loved the video. I. I mean, if you send me a pedal, the chances are I am going to take it apart in a video. Yeah. And if I don't, it's because I can't find my screwdriver or I'm lazy. But um, okay. I mean, what? Let's let's imagine they weren't happy with that. What could they say? It's not an original circuit. It's mass produced. It's SMD. Um, yeah. All I'm doing is, in fact, increasing. Uh, I would argue uh, interest in the pedal. Uh, and I will say it's really hard to take apart. So it's very well built. Yeah. Um, and this is the image I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's me. I, I recognize that red thing. I know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> but your, the look on your face that was like, all right, I have no clue what I'm telling you, but it might work. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Well, I'm a geek, not a nerd. I love it. Yeah. I don't necessarily know what's going on with it. Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I want to point out that some people in the chat have asked about whether I got paid. I did not get paid for that video. Of course, I received the pedal. Uh, they sent me the pedal out. But honestly, uh, I started this channel because I wanted to share stuff with people. And sometimes doing unpaid work is fine with me when I think I'm going to get a good video out of it. Yep. If it was a crappy pedal with like, I don't know, a, excuse me, a chorus pedal that I'm not really into, for example, then I wouldn't do it. But as it's a distortion, and I can get some fuzz out of it. Why not? Anyway, my second. Sorry, I didn't get paid for the for the Ibanez catalog video either. I mean, that was no. something something that was fun to do. So I think there's a balance, especially as a YouTuber, sometimes of doing like favors or doing something that is just like good content, and then doing like the the work side of things where you got to invest time and you know get to you yeah. know, learn about the pedals and present them in a proper way. Yeah. Yeah, I just you know I wanted to get I wanted to do it, and it's my channel, so damn you, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> My second pick of the week is uh, this, a pedal that oh. I did not get to demo. <laughs> um, it's the Polychrome from Walrus Audio. And I checked out Chris Barocci's video, and he makes it sound like angels are swimming around my ears and dancing inside and out of them. Uh, Chris is amazing. I love his playing. And yeah, he did a great job with this. The Polychrome uh, is a flanger. In fact, let me do, where am I doing? this there we go i should have done that a while ago um people in the audio version will wonder what i just did uh -huh. um yeah so there's lots of stuff going on with that walrus audio i just wanted to show the picture i really like what they've done with the artwork um mm, that's great it's neon, very very vibrant neon colors is, is that like a lizard kind of thing yeah is it like an iguana iguana okay yeah, yeah or yeah. could it be like um uh, the oh my goodness my english um chameleon like i know it's not a chameleon or maybe it is it looks like an iguana but don't chameleons change color yeah they do hang on valeria's backing me up she says it's an iguana and oh, if valeria says it's an iguana 
then it's an iguana as far as we're concerned. Yep. Yep. And yep. Uh, so Michael says chameleon. It's a pedal for lizard people. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. So that's my second pick of the week. I, I've only heard it through the playing styles of Chris Barocci, but I think he did a marvelous job. And I think the pedal is brilliant f from Chris's uh, um, stuff. Someone called Henning's got a video as well, but I, I didn't watch yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, Michael, Michael from Hamburg. Hey, Michael, Sandy. Hang on. There we go. Moin, moin. Moin, moin. So, Dan, do you have any picks of the week? Yeah. Uh, usually we try to stick to only like three picks, mm -hmm. but we recently decided to do that. So, my pick is a little bit more comprehensive, but uh, yeah, let's go for it. All right. So, Dan. My pick of the week. So this week, a company called Von Villain Studio, Design Studio, released a couple of guitars. And uh, they produce guitars that, that look very, very familiar if you are into like swirl finishes. And they did guitars like this for Yvette Young. They did guitars like this. Damn, son. For a guy named Steve Vai. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they did they did quite a few. And that the special thing is, and that is uh, what I showed early on in the group, is that actually Steve kind of uh, leaked those guitars. They, he kind of ah. posted about those images, and then from there it just you know the whole the whole social media kind of exploded. So everyone was sharing those images, and Sarang knows what's coming, of course he knows, and. Um, and the backstory behind behind the whole thing is great because the guy behind uh, Bonvillain Studios is called David Bonvillain. By the way, Bonvillain is just a great name. It's like good, bad, you know. But it's also one letter away from Bond villain. Bond villain, yeah, indeed. Hmm. Maybe he's got the license to paint. Anyways, um, can I turn this off? Can I turn this? Off? Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Anyways, um, so so he created those amazing, amazing, amazing guitars, and actually he started with uh, expensive guitars. As you can see here, this is a Gem Seven Seven Purple Multicolor that he kind of redesigned because you know there are a lot of those old guitars out there. They are now twenty or thirty years old, so there are a lot of those guitars with dings and dongs and the finish is kind of getting off and you have scratches on it and the surface is not nice. So he kind of bought a lot of those like blemished uh, collectible items and refinished ah. those. You know, that's that's super interesting. And, uh, you know, apparently here you can see Steve with, with his arm already bandaged. <laughs> Probably trying to learn a tune just with his left hand. And uh, yeah, he loved it. So... Um, he was he was intrigued by by the craftsmanship and and, and the whole idea that went into that, and uh, yeah, the story behind those guitars is just amazing. And you know, you can tell that uh, that David Bonvillain is really kind of engineering on how to make those colors pop because old colors like the Loch Ness green or the shocking pink ones, they kind of you know under UV light they kind of exploded. You know, they were. That was just in your face when you put UV light on it. And as you can see on those guitars with, with uh, the pigments and, and the colors he's using, that's, that's pretty similar to, um, to the original ones, you know. And it's kind of like passing the torch and, and pretty much in, you know, probably a 
time-wise a perfect a perfect um, constellation of Steve Vai kind of moving on to the next iteration of his signature guitar, creating the Pia, and then David coming up with such a unique finish that is inspired by the old swirl finishes, but kind of takes it to to a different level. And um, talking about that, let me let me just quickly go a little bit deeper into what he sent me. So he told me that he was like into like organic chemistry after college and you know he he was always a collector of those guitars. And um when COVID hit during the lockdown, he kind of started to experiment in researching what, you know, with the knowledge that he had gained in his professional life and kind of, you know, trying to figure out how you could develop nice swirl finishes. And, um, you know, he spent, he, he told me he spent thousands of dollars on, on you know, buying paints, buying, uh, you know, creating the paint studio and all of that. And um, uh, what else did he say? He said, like, during his R&D work, he had some, some, some early prototype images, and that somehow made it to Steve through different channels. And then last September, uh, Steve contacted him to say how much he liked it. And uh, that was basically kind of what what sparked his his interest and kind of you know put him into the focus mode. So from there he went and uh, he decided that he wanted to create the like swirl pia for Steve. And now here comes comes the fancy thing. Uh, that guitar that you see is actually a Sundu gold pia. So he bought a three thousand five hundred euros limited edition Sundu gold pia. <laughs> Scrapped all the finish, made it a nice clean guitar, and then applied his, his like uh, I don't know how you want to call it, like purple swirl-ish finish on it. So because he wanted to have the black uh, scratch guard and he wanted to have the pickups and and the the uh, the vine inlay or the Pia Blossom inlay that has you know different colors, it's blue and, and yellow and, and pink. So that's that's a pretty steep investment, but so you got to tell that he was pretty confident about how that would turn out and uh funny funny story about that is too that he sent that uh, sent that guitar to steve i think for christmas holidays uh so a little bit like uh, what what ibanez did in 86 when when they tried to convince him of uh, releasing a or going with with ibanez and releasing guitar with, with ibanez so um yeah and from there it uh, kind of just hit the internet and everyone seems to be loving it how do you like those guitars? Uh, I don't know. I just want to say I'm glad he went for the gold one because that's the one with the, the inlays that match the the finish. That's a, a perfect choice. Um, yeah. I don't know, in all honesty. Um, and I, I'm feeling my... my we had a, a comment, just to, to play devil's advocate, we had a, a comment earlier from Sanifar saying that the Pia is gaudy. Uh, it's got way too much going on everywhere. And I... I'm halfway between completely agreeing with Santa Fe and also liking it. I really don't know. Um, mm -hmm. It's not something that I would probably get away with, but I don't hate it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it's yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, yeah. It doesn't do it for me. I, I'm, I'm a, I love flat colors. I, I'd prefer a flat color on anything, but then. Imagine if someone had done that with like a Telecaster. That would just look awful. If you're gonna do, if you're gonna <laughs> yeah. do it, do it with something yeah, yeah. like the Pia, or, or or something RG, something pointy but not too pointy. A Super Strat is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. It's I don't know, Dan. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, 
you know, different different uh, folks, different strokes. So it's probably not for everyone. But I can remember like back in the day when the when the swirl finishes were introduced, not not everyone was liking them. A few people just thought they were awful. Right. You know, so um, and, and pretty much it's pretty much the same with the Pia. You know, when the first leaks about the Pia surfaced, a couple of guys even in the industry thought that it's actually a fake. So uh, that was that kind of you know made you smile when you were reading those comments. Nah, that got to be fake. Nah, you know, a Steve Vai signature card wouldn't look like that. And I think we we shared that story already a couple times. That once we were you know at the interview and Steve was explaining his ideas and you know why he designed that guitar, it all just clicked. And I think with those uh, with those finishes, I think it needs some some fine tuning. Maybe you know gold hardware. Maybe that's not you know what matches that. Maybe you need some chrome hardware or black or something like that. Cosmo black. To go with uh, with the trem bar and maybe different pickups too, but overall I really like the aesthetics and I really like the finish and uh, I like that you know he kind of consciously decided on having those fluorescent pigments to make that guitar kind of being a great stage guitar too, not just a collectible. So um, yeah, I'm 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 super happy that uh, someone is actually able to kind of pass the torch of about time design and their swirl finishes. And, and, and get something that is unique, but still uh, kind of in the same vibe like the old guitars. Because I love my multicolor. You know, that guitar, I, you know, I was chasing that guitar for, for two decades and finally was able to pick one up. But uh, yeah, I'd love to see a successor in, uh, in the PR design. What's his, his end game? Like, is he going to sell these? Does he sell these? Does he, he can't give them all no. to Steve. What, what's the business? No. Well, actually, I think he's doing those kind of finishes for artists because he was developing um, the technique and the ability to do those. And uh, I mean, he's not living like it's not his. his uh, he's not making a living on these. It's just like a hobby for him. I you see. Know, he was. I, see. Um, I think David's backstory was he was guitar tech for Slayer for a couple of years, like until 2019, and then like when basically when COVID hit. Um, in 2020, he was kind of focusing on that project that was already kind of a hobby. And now he's more into yeah, 3D pace. <laughs> and uh, that kind of image um, developed in his head to, to create something uh, in an even more professional way. You know? yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I wonder if you, stare at, uh, if you stare at the guitar long enough, if you see something, you know, like those images with the hidden meanings or hidden writings. I don't know. I know what I see. What do you see? A big hole in my bank account. Yeah, that's a good one. And a, yeah. a, big, you, like, a big slap around the head coming my way. Yeah, I wonder how the people in the chat, how many of these guys would, would buy one, you know, with some minor tweaks, maybe do a little bit more subtle hardware color. And I don't know. Would you I, guys... can, I can say, sorry to interrupt you there, Dan, while no they answer, but uh, I have played three peers in my, I say played, I've held and strummed some notes on three peers in my life so far and each one has been set up impeccably and it's been a beautiful um a pleasure to play and surprised myself you know if i were uh, a shredder or if i was going to learn to play a bit more athletically that would be a great guitar to to have um certainly a step up from say like an rg or something or some other super strat mm -hmm. but uh yeah. yeah really impressed um yeah, yeah. i loved it <laughs> glad to hear glad to hear yeah so the good news yeah. is we've had our guest join us dave is here um 
who's looking and, and just adjusting himself. I can see backstage. <laughs> we yet to do <laughs> double thumbs up. Oh, I wish you could see this. It's almost like he's here. Um, I'll just explain so that Dave can hear this as well that um, we've chosen our three new gear items of the week. Uh, Dan's chosen. Hang on. Let me go back to mine. Uh, I've got the uh, this one, the the Polychrome and the Magus Pro. And Dan, what was yours? Yours was the uh... the Pia. All oh, right. The okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so now we're going to do a thing that we call beg. Oh, flip a neck. I still can't get this right. <laughs> buy, borrow, or burn. So you have to borrow one. You have to buy one. And you've got to burn one, and everyone has to make a choice. So let's play the shall little we get, thing. Shall oh, we get Steve? We'll play uh, this we thing, and then we'll get Dave in, okay? All right, okay. How's that? <laughs> so, um, buy, borrow, or burn, and Dave's just adjusting his chair. I want to hear in the chat what you would buy, what you would borrow, what you'd burn. He needs a few minutes just to get ready. Um, Let's see. So um, I'm guessing Dan's going to buy the pier. I'm doing yep. your guesses, by the way. Uh, yep. I think you would buy. Ooh, blah, blah, blah. I think you would borrow the polychrome. No. Oh, that's tough. Yeah, maybe. Would you burn the Magus Pro? Why would you do that, Dan? Why? I'm not a fast guy. Not a fast guy. All right. So we've got Fergie in France. He's got a choice already. He would buy the Magus Pro. He would borrow the Pia and burn the Poly Iguana. Okay. Puninja's there. Marry the Pia, borrow the Iguana, <laughs> burn the Magus Pro. <laughs> I actually agree with Fergie. That's also my choice. Okay. I couldn't afford the pier, and if I would afford the pier, I would buy a regular pier without extra, extra, you know, cash. I don't yep. need that swirly finish, so I borrow it, and I would have to burn the Walrus Audio because they didn't send it for a demo. <coughs> Excuse me. Got a cough. Got a cough. No, it's just the last one. Just the last one you, there. You did actually spoil the game because you were already explaining what you would pick. That's quite a bummer. Oh shoot! Sorry. Sorry. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm so excited that Dave's here. I've, I've lost my. Uh, my will to to produce. <laughs> a, a lot of people would actually buy or borrow the Pia, so that's already uh, a great sign. So yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'll, I'll I'll be with you. Actually, I, I would I would definitely um, burn the Magus because I'm not a fuzz guy, and um, I also like the aesthetics of the flanger pedal. And I think that's a big part. You know, if your pedal board's looking great, that's, that's part true. of the tone. That's part of the tone. It's at least seventy five percent. If not seventy six. Oh, don't go that far. I would never go as far as seventy-six. I uh, yeah. So um, I yeah. Okay, got an LM guitar corner who is also in Austria. Buy the iguana, borrow the pier. Way too expensive. Agreed. And burn the Magus as I have a rat already. That's fair. I wouldn't. I wouldn't take the Magus Pro over my rat. So yeah. Anyways, it's time for the guest. Let's right? um. Let's let's bring our guest in. Uh, he looks ready. He's just adjusting his camera, and um, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. There he is, Dave Weiner. <laughs> Hello, hi, Dave. Can you hear oh, me Dave? now? Yes, Loud we can. My you are looking stunning. Muted. I apologize for that. <laughs> now, welcome to the show where things go wrong. So that was exactly <laughs> what we needed. 
<laughs> Hi, Valeria. How are you? Yeah. Listen, uh, things going wrong. That's my wheelhouse. <laughs> Welcome. You'll fit in just here. Uh, just so you know, if you're in the chat, everybody, Dave can see your comments. Dan can see your comments. We yep. can see everything that's going on. So um, also, there's an audio version of this. So uh, if you listen to the audio version, it really is Dave there. Yeah, so um, Dave, we've just done by, uh, hang on, by, borrow, or burn. Did you see the items we chose? No. Okay. Um, there was a pier. Remind me, please. I saw. I saw <laughs> there was an Ibanez pier. There was a TC Electronic rat clone. Um, and uh, a new one from Walrus Audio, which is a flanger called the Polychrome. Huh. And the game is to buy one, to borrow one, and to sadly burn one. And so, we're using those two and, and what? This Pia? Yep. Yeah. So that you have to buy one, you have to borrow one, and you have to burn one. <laughs> you have to buy well, one? Well, yeah, if, who, if you, who you know. is not going to buy the cheapest one? I'm just saying, I'm just saying, if I can borrow one, burn one, and buy one, I'm going to buy the cheapest one. I'm going to borrow the most expensive thing, <laughs> and I'll burn whatever I'm not interested in. But but with these things that you have listed, I'm, I'm going to admit that I didn't know that TC had a new pedal out. I have no idea what this thing is, that that flanger. And I'm usually a guy, I'm usually a person that is very up on gear, but it's impossible when it comes to pedals. It's impossible. Absolutely impossible. Because there's so there's so many, and there's so many good ones, which is which is fantastic. But sorry, I'm taking my socks off. Um <laughs> It's just it's just impossible to keep up with things. I Woo! had no idea that that TC was putting out a rat clone. And I've got I've got an original rat that I never use. So I don't know where that is in my priority list. Um a flanger, <laughs> that's that's a once in a while thing. That's mm -hmm. that's pretty low on the priority list. Yep. That Look how many knobs it's got. Look how many knobs that that flanger has. Loads. <sighs> Hang on. <laughs> Well, nope. Different image. Yeah. There, there you go. There you go. What does DFV mean? Uh, down for volume. I don't know. What? Uh, depth. No, 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 no. He's making up stuff. Uh, depth, <laughs> flange, and verb. I don't know. I didn't. I, they didn't send it to me to 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 demo, so I, I don't okay. know. Okay. All right. Um, well, listen. I like the picture. Right, that's important. And I'm not even talking about the pedal. I'm talking about the picture. Like it's in a bunch of moss and some other grass or some something oh. going on there. I like the picture itself. So, and I like the colors. I'm not a huge flanger user, but every once in a while you need a flanger. But, you know, my take on phaser, flanger, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, is that it's texture. I don't even call it an effect. I call it texture. Mm -hmm. And depending on that amount of texture, I want most likely probably a small amount. And you know, unless you're going for some Van Halen, you know, type of thing uh, or Paul Gilbert now, you know, that kind of stuff. 
um, which is fantastic. Don't get me wrong. I I don't I don't really use those types of effects like to a huge degree. The way that I use it is maybe like ten percent mix, and it's 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 really just for texture. It's really just to give these notes just a little bit of character, and that's it. So the rat. The flanger, I would get way more use out of the Pia, so that's the one I'm gonna borrow. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, no, well, yeah, because that's the most expensive one, also. I'm gonna borrow yeah. that one first. <laughs> you can only borrow one um, thing, that's, that's the rules. I would probably buy the oh, it's so hard, it's so difficult. These amps have just ruined me for pedals, so I don't really, I don't use, um. I don't have a need for a lot of different kinds of pedals. Um, and I did sell my original rat. So I, I, like, that's the one I would probably like not deal with the most. I'd probably go for the flanger. I'd probably buy the flanger. I'd probably burn the rat. I think you can't be friends with Andy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So did you did you know about the Pia? I think you're entitled to whatever choice. <laughs> did I know about the Pia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yes, I did, but I didn't know like when Nam, you know, Nam last year twenty, when when I saw you last, Dan. Yeah. Um, I didn't know like all of the colors. You know, and I know that there were only three, right, to come out to come out at first. Um, I was aware of what was happening, and I mean, we're talking like years ago. Mm -hmm. Steve and I, I think, you know, I, I don't. We we were doing like a one-off show in India, and we we had like a four-hour drive <laughs> up this mountain to the gig. And by by four hours, I am not exaggerating. It was freaking four hours from the hotel to the gig, which is insane, but it is what it is. Um, so, and, and Steve and I were were in our own car, and we were talking about changes to the gem. And and this is a while ago, so this was probably the I mean the 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 impetus for the Pia that I'm sure Steve had in mind, but. Not to the degree that the production model is. It was still a work in progress from what I remember in his mind. Uh, I'm sorry, I have a little cold, so my nose is a little stuffy. But um, I remember him saying, above all else, that he was wanting to do something else with the grip and um, wasn't sure of what at the time. But it was not, it wasn't, wasn't what it what the production model is now it was it was something else but um but i mean we're talking years ago probably five years ago close to five years ago that was maybe maybe less maybe four years ago but that's that's when steve was like yeah we're gonna do something to the gem and it's gonna have a different grip and a couple other changes and yep. he didn't say it was gonna be like a you know, a massive change from the gem, but it was more of an evolution from the, yeah. you know, from gem platform. Good. I mean, that's, that's quality time that you usually don't get um, too much with, with, with Steve, right? Because usually it's, it must be pretty hectic when you're on tour. Steve 
does like a a busy touring schedule, which I prefer as well, honestly. So we play six or seven nights a week, which is a lot. But and then we'll have a day off, and then you know another six or seven nights and a day off, and etc. When you have two days off back to back, unless you're in like a really fun place, a really scenic place, a very convenient place to where the hotel is, more than one day off becomes a chore because then you're like, oh, we got to get in a car, we got to travel all the way to this whatever the nearest like big city is where anything and wherever anything is going on. Um, I like the schedule. I like to keep busy. Steve okay. keeps the touring schedule busy, so I, I, I certainly appreciate that. Um, it is it is busy, but again, we everybody in the band, we, we all dig it. We all really like it. Cool. Well, it might be might be a, like a tough change of topics, but so how, how was the situation for you as a, a touring musician who is relying on on you know? that job because it's so much like it's such a substantial part of your of your professional life and and you know foundation of you know that, that you live from like you make a living from from playing with steve too how, how much of a cut was that for you and what was like what did you do in that situation when when touring was immediately not, not possible because of the whole pandemic situation yeah last year was definitely difficult um And, and even leading into this year, where there is no touring happening for us this year, but leading into next year, which which wow. I'm not I'm not the person to say everything that's happening next year, but it does look like there is a decent tour happening next year. Okay. Um, but uh, again, I, I I'm not at liberty to give the exact details about that. But I can say that 2020 has trickled into 2021. And, and uh, you know, I'm getting emails from Steve's management about what's happening in 2022. And, and the effects are trickling into that. It's not just, oh, this is over. And yeah. now we're just right back on tour and everything is normal. Um, <laughs> maybe for, for some bands, it is that way. But it is not that way for us. Um, Again, all, all things being fine, uh -huh. uh, but there there are some changes that are coming um, that I was made aware of for the touring season for next year, and it is a direct effect from, you know, from COVID. COVID, you know, honestly, my life is is different because I'm either on tour or I'm off. I I live to play gigs. That's what I. I mean that that. I feel, well, I don't know about everybody, but I know for myself that I have always had a feeling of what my purpose is in life. And as, you know, as big a statement as that might be to everybody's existence individually, of course, um, what, what else can you do? I feel this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And that being creating music, recording music and playing music. As I always said, Even from very young, as long as I'm doing one of those, and I don't really care what the capacity is, but as long as I'm doing one of those, then I'm serving what I feel is my purpose, and I'm and I'm I'm good to go. I feel good about that. Mm -hmm. uh, when that is taken away, it definitely sucks. 
But, you know, as an as a as a touring musician, you get used to the lifestyle of being on tour and, and being off tour. Being off tour for me most of the time meant, you know, pretty much being at home working on my own projects, et cetera, et cetera. So when COVID happened, it honestly wasn't that big a shock to me as far as the isolation and and staying at home. I love being at home. I'm a homebody. When I'm not on tour, I'm a homebody, and I love it. Um, COVID, COVID gave me and everybody else an excuse, uh, a very valid excuse to see to to, to say, you know what, I, I can't make that whatever that is. I'm not going to yeah. be there this year. And okay. that's why I had kids. I, I was okay with that. Yeah, <laughs> I was. I was okay with that because. I feel in my existence that I have a few years to make up for. We'll leave it at that, but I feel like I need some time. So when 2020 happened, all of a sudden I was like, okay, I've got some time here. I don't have mm-hmm. to be out on tour. I don't have to be even at uh, a family event as, as much as we all missed it. You know what I mean? I was okay with staying home. And last year I wrote a 10 song acoustic record. My, Mm -hmm. I started a band in 2019. I revamped the band in 2020 and we wrote a full record last year over Skype. I've never met the drummer. I've never met the bass player. (laughs) I've never met the keyboard player, (laughs) but we finished a full record right now. We're recording and we're getting close to, um, sending off our first single to be mixed and mastered. Um, I wrote a five song electric EP that I'm now, my acoustic record is now off to mixing and mastering. All right. Uh, and now I'm, I'm switching gears again and I'm focusing on this five song electric EP. The time that COVID gave me was simply used to serve what I felt needed to be served. And that was be home be off the road and have the time to bring up these other music projects that have just been sitting and waiting. And, you know, being a touring musician, I'm never ever going to complain about that because that to me is the best thing ever. But, uh, sorry about that. Um, having the time to get these projects happening and record it and now being off to, you know, mixing that that's, that's what, that's what last year was for me. Uh, again, I don't think it's my place to say right now what the effects are now and and more so, and I probably more interestingly, the effects from 2020 that I'm already facing for the touring season for 2022 which doesn't even exist yet, but I've been told to prepare for certain, like this list of, well, this happened because of 2020, 2020. So this is happening in 2021 and this is what's going to happen in 2022. So it's, it's, it's a trickle effect. And I think that's a really important thing to think about no matter what you do in life, that what happens right now, it's not just this second. We have to think ahead and, and try to not be short-sighted and think that the actions that we take right now are going to have an effect for 2021 and 2022 
and beyond. And again, I, I wish I could share more, but it's not my place to do it right now mm-hmm. until until the, the touring details kind of become public and such. But uh, I'm happy to kind of circle back around later on. And I'll tell you, once these things come out, I'll tell you exactly how they affected and will be affecting what's happening next year. It's crazy. It's not mm-hmm. just what happened in 2020. We're seeing effects right now. And, you know, everybody's like, oh, 2021 is great because we can get vaccinated and we can, you know, venues are starting to open up and we can uh, we can start to feel a little bit of the levity away from, you know, 2020, which was very scary for everybody because really not many people have lived. I mean, unless you're really old, you've never lived through anything like that before, even just facing the situation of oh, wow, I need to buy more toilet paper now. Or, or <laughs> you know, we, we've never had to think about that before. Yeah, sure. But I will say that we all, now going through that, we all have better experience from that situation, and hopefully we learn, we learn from it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, all right. I, I, I'll, I'll just keep going. So I'll shut up right now. <laughs> we'll move on to the next. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think those were some, some very wise words. And uh, I think that that's also, I, I think I, I said it in the introduction that I, I know you like as an internet personality already for, for years, like as a teacher, not, you know, not mm-hmm. a YouTuber or influencer, but as a teacher, mm-hmm. I think that's, it has always been part of your uh, uh, practice routine too, to not kind of like, um, play a fast lick or play a fancy chord, but kind of understand how everything is connected and how that yeah. chord kind of uh, that that lick kind of fits into a chord structure and stuff like yeah. stuff like that, and um, kind of to 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 have a look at the 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 wider picture. And I think this is like yeah. a a way of life, maybe you know, not just yeah. when, when it comes to guitar playing, but also how to how to do your daily daily stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, again, I hate the word teacher. Yeah, because <laughs> I don't see myself as a teacher. I mean, if you're going to teach somebody something, in my opinion, you've gone through the real world experience of gaining that experience, of gaining that knowledge to then pass on to somebody else. Basement dwellers, bedroom dwellers, they're not teachers. I don't care how how much you regurgitate and that's what it is. It's regurgitation of, of knowledge that you read somewhere. Unless you go and get the knowledge yourself, it's not a real, real teacher. So I don't like the word teacher. I prefer guide or something like that, but I don't even like that. That is why I took all my shit off YouTube back in 2011. It is why I stopped doing gear demos over a decade ago and every once in a while i will sign on to do to do one if it's from a company like friedman or a company that i really you know i i use the stuff i mean i i I, most of my stuff these are my go-to amps they're friedman's when they say i have a great relationship with dave and, and and rob and all the people at friedman if they say listen we've got this new thing could you do a demo and 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 listen I am not a social media person. I I am truly not. I was a social media person before social media was a thing. But I took myself out of the arena, so to speak, because I didn't want to be a social media person. There's nothing wrong with that. And it is awesome. And guess what? 
If you're going to produce music, you got to be a social media person. If you're going to produce anything, you have to be a social media person because it's part of our job now because you can be the best player on the planet. You can have the best product on the planet. If nobody knows about it, you're screwed. So you have got to be awesome with marketing. And what is marketing now? Social media for the most part. So it is an awesome thing. The playing field is very level these days. Um, but it comes down it comes down to a battle of time. Where do you want to spend your time? I want to spend my time and 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 I realized this last year. It's another silver lining of 2020. 2020 came, all of a sudden everything was canceled for the year. I was like, oh, okay, what am I gonna do now? Gitopia, my guitar education website, sure, keep that going. I'm happy to have established that many years ago because mm-hmm. it's a it's a pandemic free uh, solution. You know, no matter what, that's going to exist. You can do it at home. You don't need to be social. Blah 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 blah. So I was happy about that. Uh, however, 2020 showed me. All right, 2020 is going to come and go. What? the hell are you going to get done? Are you going to get more Gitopia stuff done? Great. Great. But that's not why I'm alive. That's not why I exist. I exist to play music live. I exist to produce music and get it out. And all of a sudden, 2020 comes around, the pause button is hit on on everything for every musician. And I'm looking at this year saying, all right, well, what am I going to get done this year? And I realized I haven't gotten shit done in like a decade. I haven't gotten anything done in a decade. Why? Because I was too focused on Gitopia. I was too focused on this this side hustle, this passive income, which is awesome when you're on tour earning an income and every day you're earning this passive income as well. Listen, There's a reason Steve I started Patreon. There's a reason that every freaking guitar player and musician is doing side hustles now. It's because we have to. And that is awesome because now we have more avenues than ever to do that and do it easily. Not easily because it always takes effort and time. But that's the thing I'm saying. You got to choose where to spend your time. 2020 hit and immediately I was like, Oh my God, I haven't put out a record in, in a decade almost. Mm-hmm. What am I doing? Am I alive to pay bills? We all have to pay bills. Don't get me wrong. I get that. That's why Gitopia exists. But all of a sudden I was like, wait a minute. It's almost been 10 years since I put an, an acoustic record out. Mm-hmm. I did put out an electric EP, like a remastered version of my first record in like 2017. But I was all of a sudden 2020 and I'm like, Okay, uh, we got to refocus here. We got to we got to get things back on track. Acoustic record, band, electric EP, everything back on track and and working its way towards materializing. We all have to make these decisions of where we want to spend our time as guitar players and on Gitopia and with my private students. That's the first thing we talk about. I say to these people, what is your point for owning a guitar? Why Mm -hmm. do you have a guitar? Well, I want to get better, blah, 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 blah. It's a musical instrument. It's a communication device. If you're not making music every day and you're not communicating your emotions through it, you're not serving its purpose. 
And unfortunately, that's the trap that we get caught in with guitar education. It's ingestion. It's all, I got to learn all the chords and scales and, and technique and blah, blah, blah. 60 seconds on Instagram and then I'll be good. I don't give a shit about your cover song and nobody does, although it's, it's fine, low-hanging fruit. Give me your art. Give me your song. Show me what you do beyond 60 seconds. Then you're an artist and that's where you're going to capture most musicians' attention. You know, I'm sorry. Dave, Dave, hang on, Dave. I, I, Dave, Dave. <laughs> I've got to stop you just to give our audience a chance to <laughs> digest all of that beautiful information and opinion. I'm a lively David Cross. guest. <laughs> I have. We have never had such an excited and energetic person on the show before, and I hate the fact that yeah. I had to interrupt you, but. It's there were so I many understand. nuggets of information yeah, there that I want to give the audience just a little second. You're talking faster than the chat is streaming. <laughs> um, and you covered so much stuff that mostly I agree with, but also I feel inspired by. Um, and I like that you're, that you're not here to make people think that you're a nice guy. You're here to make people think that you're saying what you think. Not that I'm not saying you're a nice, not a nice guy. Not that I'm not saying I'm you're not. not a nice guy. Um, there was a message in there somewhere. What I mean is yeah. you're not filtering anything. I, I really think we're getting the real Dave, and that's really, really cool. Mm -hmm. um, and I really, really appreciate what, you coming. What's, what's, the, what's the consequence? What, what's the consequence of just simply speaking truth through experience? Again, that's the only, that's the only thing that I know. That's the only thing that I can do. Mm -hmm. I, I do have a filter. Don't get me wrong. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna call anybody out and say anything. You know, blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yes, we can answer some questions. We can get caught up with the audience. What you? you I, I'm just here. You guys tell me what to do. No, I, I didn't want to stop you. It's just there. Were, as I no, said again, no. there was so much, and um, I, I was having trouble taking it all in. And I want to. I want to. I mean, there was enough for like six episodes there. I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to waste you. I, I was, I was, I was making notes. Like, I could see Dan making notes. Episodes. Yeah, I was too busy coughing yeah, off yeah. camera. But um, <laughs> um, yeah, sometimes I'm sitting here thinking, what the heck am I going to ask this person, or how are we going to make this last? And now we we can stream for a week. We're good. We're good. <laughs> uh, I do, yeah. if I may, talk about what you said about something that really grasped me with about not being a teacher when when Dan referred to you as a teacher, and then you said that. Uh, a teacher has to be someone that's gone out and experienced something and then is able to pass on that knowledge. But surely you have experienced many of these things. Therefore, you are a teacher by your own definition. Or did I did I misinterpret yeah. that? No, you, you, you're right. It's just, again, I'm not diminishing social media. I'm not diminishing anybody putting effort into their existence and, and, and social media and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But we all know that there are people who are calling themselves teachers mm -hmm. and they don't really have a, they don't have the qualification to do so. And so what happens is misinformation. It's not even disinformation or bad information or wrong information. It could just be misinformation like not exactly right but those little that last five percent mm -hmm. of the details if that is off you could be planting a seed of what somebody believes to be the right information and they're basing their whole whatever 
off of that information. That's the problem that I have. And unfortunately, it's rampant. And, mm-hmm. and I'm no expert. I, I don't know. I, I know what I do. I know what I know. But that's it. All right. I'm no expert by any means, but I've been through, you know, over over two decades of 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 professional level experience. And there's no way to gain that unless you're actually doing it. And and I only say that. So and I don't even remember why that came up, but I, I only say that when this kind of topic comes up. Because when I need to learn something, I go to the people that I know are, are, are doers, like they're in the trade, like they actually do it. They don't just talk about it on social media. They do it and they talk about it on social media because it's a byproduct of what they do. You know, the talking about it isn't the doing. The doing is the doing, you know. So those are the people that just in my experience over and over again you want your information from, 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 from those people. Um, now entertainment, entertainment versions of what that is, whatever that is, that's a different story. That's a very social media thing to do. But, um, I mean, I think it just makes sense. And that's all it comes down to with everything in my brain anyway, is what just makes perfect sense. You know, this person who has decades of experience doing whatever they're doing, or this person who just, you know, uh, panders to social media and follows all the, all the hashtag and popularity things to gain the, 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 the following, but yet there's no real substance there. There's no real experience there one way or another. You call me a teacher whatever you want to call me, but it's, it's far below what I call myself, which, which is a musician, you know, Mm -hmm. that's, that's above all else. Okay, right. <laughs> I mean, you you brought up quite an interesting quite an interesting point um, that you were already ahead of social media, like before people called it social media. I think this is quite a, a remarkable point for yourself and for your career that you kind of had that tuition thing going on already way back in the day. You were offering like lessons for ninety nine cents per week. You had the riff of the week concept that I think thousands of of people were subscribing and using the hashtags like ROTW and stuff like that. Back, that was like, back, back then there were no hashtags. Yeah. Yeah. Or, mean, like, we're we're or talking just, 2005, 2006. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, what was, was that born out of necessity? Because now if you say you want to make music, then um, I don't really see like, was that just like out of necessity to, to, to kind of ha- have an income or was that also a way to, ex- to kind of um, express yourself or to, to kind of, uh, know kind of get out in the world and kind of let people know that you are there and and you are not just a great music not just a great musician but you have also a solo album and you know that you know all the facets of of your musical life like what was the reasoning for for that because it was so early and there was no like examples left and right on the road Uh, you're right there 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 was no monetization at least on the social media channels at the time you know, oh, yeah. Facebook didn't exist at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I started on YouTube. I mean, you, you mentioned a lot of the reasons. If I'm going to put out records in between tours, I still need to show my face and show people what I'm up to. Um, and, and of course, anybody, you know, that's that's one of the reasons we use social media. But it was it was that 
because I was at the time, you know, getting into recording and releasing records. And again, if nobody knows your record is out, what, what can they do with it possibly? So that was one part of it. But the other part, and, and probably something that's going to hit home to more people than not, is everyone, and I'm assuming most people watching this either live right now or later on, are guitar players. And at some point, every guitar player says, I'm playing the same thing over and over again. I'm picking up the guitar and I'm playing the same thing. And it was back at like 2004 or 2005 that I, I was picking up the guitar and I was like, man, I'm just playing the same thing over and over again. How do you get out of a rut? How do you get out of the, the, the consistent, you know, habitually programmed licks and habits that we have in our hands. Well, I started figuring this out because first of all, every single person who ever picks up an instrument goes through this at one point, And I did, and I had to figure it out. And to me, the solutions were creation and variety. So variety is really simple. Variety means just go listen to other genres that you either right now have no interest in aren't familiar with whatever you have to expand your wheelhouse, you know, your comfort zone that has to be expanded or else what happens? You stay in your wheelhouse. You stay in this comfort zone of the same thing over and over again. So we have to constantly be expanding that. And it's not to say that we have to, uh, like go and learn jazz and become a jazz master or a funk master or a country master or whatever it might be. Unless you're Guthrie. Guthrie did all that <laughs> and became a master of all of it at the same time. There's not, there are not many people in existence, and that means previously existed or will exist, that have the musical vocabulary. And I'm not even talking about guitar yet. I'm talking about like somebody like Guthrie who was such a student of music. That's how your mind expands. And then when you take those ideas and you put it into your guitar playing, your, your habitual wheelhouse just expands. And again, it, we don't have to become masters of all of those different things, but if you're never aware of them, if you never give them a, a little bit of time, then you, you don't go into funk and, and, and get this thing happening and bring that back into your wheelhouse and you don't go into jazz and learn about chromaticism and the beauty of the outside colors, the outside notes and bring that back to your world. We're just stepping out to expand and borrow and bring back unless you find one of these paths suits you so well that, that you do go for them and you really step into them. But that was the first thing variety in what I was listening to and what I was playing and that really, really helped. The other thing was creation, and that was songwriting. Uh, two things, song, three things. Songwriting, songwriting is a different skill set. You know, being a guitar player and even a good guitar player still doesn't mean you know how to write a song at all. It's a different skill set that that we really kind of have to dive headfirst into. And if you ever want to expand and progress as an artist and musician on any instrument as fast as possible just start creating, just start writing and you will discover 
all of this amazing stuff that will then feed back to helping you become a better player. That's one thing. The second thing was improv. Improvisation to me, I, I, I do it without fail on a daily basis because improv is the most challenging thing that we can do as musicians on any instrument. Again, anything, go on YouTube. And this is why on Gitopia, we, we, we create a, a new jam track every single week. It's that important. We constantly have to be in these musical situations. So if nothing else, go on YouTube and, um, you know, search for whatever, whatever you want in a backing track and it'll come up. Um, but, but then can you answer it? You know, a, a jam track, a musical situation is, is feeding you what? Key, quality, genre, meter, tempo, feel, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's feeding you all the details that you need. But the question is, can you answer it? Can you spit back out your creativity to answer this musical situation? It is an amazing challenge. And I always hear all the time, I didn't have any time to practice today, blah, blah, blah. I don't care who you are. We all have at least 10 minutes to practice. So if you throw on a 10 minute jam track and you just answer that for 10 minutes with some good improv. And again, you also have to think about what you're doing with your improv, the musical elements, music, uh, sorry, rhythm, phrasing, dynamics, style, which is really just technique. In those 10 minutes, you have to answer all of that stuff. You're being you're being challenged very well in a very short amount of time. It's a very, it's like high intensity training, um, songwriting and improv. But to boil that down even farther, I'll, I'll give you number three, which was, um, it has to go along with the two of them and mostly creation is I felt like I was playing the same licks all the time, which every guitar player does at some point, again, every musician, but speaking for us, um, every guitar player at some point, they're like, I'm just playing the same lick over and over again. How do I get out of this rut? Mm -hmm. you, you have two options. One, you can go and learn a whole bunch of licks from wherever. Books, when, when, when I was growing up, <clears throat> excuse me, books, videos, your teacher, great. Um, on Gatopia, I still make this a prolific thing, and I call it now the lesson of the week. It's not a lick, it's not a riff. It might, it, it's a variety of different things, but it's something that says, "Oh, you're learning this this week. Let's use it," because that's the most important part: is using what you're learning. You know, um, if you want to get out of playing the same thing over and over and over again, stop playing it. <laughs> <laughs> Write <Yeah>. something else. <laughs> So again, you can do it two ways. You can learn by example, but better yet, you can create. Because when you create, you're not concerned about how it was done by that person. And like, I got to play it exactly right like that person did. That's a great example. But when you create, there's no, there's no limits. But at least it's creation. At least mm -hmm. it's originality. And you're saying, I always play with legato. So guess what? Stop playing with legato. Play with something else. But write some sort of lick that is new. And don't move away from it. You know, use mm -hmm. it every day to really get it into your hands. And again, <clears throat> you know, oh, I need, I'm, I'm, I tell all my students and, and on Gatopia all the time, write a lick a day. 
don't worry about remembering it. Grab your phone and just record yourself doing it. But, but don't worry about, you know, really remembering everything every day. Let one get into your system and live with that one for a while. Because after all of these tours that I've done, especially tours like the G3 tours with Joe and, and, and Steve and whoever else the third is, that could be, you know, it was Petrucci for a while, Steve Moore, Steve Lukather, Malmsteen, uh, Paul Gilbert, and, and on, on and on and on. I can tell you that night after night after night, I saw them playing the exact same licks every night. Every guitar player has only a handful of licks mm -hmm. in their hands that are ready to go, even at that level. That's fine. Improv is where they're used. And in the moment of improv, you can cultivate other original ideas. But what's ready to go at any moment, we all only have a handful of those. And I can tell you on that level even, it's the exact same thing. But you do have to get to that point of having licks that are just like ready to go. Mm -hmm. So learning by example, creation is always better. I don't, I don't know if that answers your question. What was anymore. the question? <laughs> <laughs> I have a confession to everybody right now. I never watch or listen to this show back ever. I'm a busy guy. I, I like to play guitar. So when I'm not doing stuff, I never watch this show ever again. I am going to watch and listen to this one numerous times. <laughs> uh, firstly, on, in slow motion, but also just to pick up, uh, to pick up those, as Amanda's put it, um, she says that uh, Dave is no teacher. He just throws out some genius wisdom and we all scramble to gather the gems. I'm going to spend some time <laughs> gathering those gems. I, I genuinely think, uh, Dave, that you've you've just... Uh, answered a few questions that I've been struggling with recently about um, I know the old excuse about not having time to practice it's not that for me it's mm -hmm. knowing what to and feeling slightly uninspired um, and sure. the th just the throwing on a backing track and answering the question that it's asking that's the answer yeah. for me you have just absolutely nailed it whilst you were talking I was googling Gatopia because I'm pretty sure I'm going to sign up um, uh, my question to you, and I'm sorry, Dan, if, I, if I'm jumping over you, is ignore the music for a okay. second. Ignore all the wonderful people you've had in your life, both musically and, and outside of music. But how do you have this energy and how can I get it? And, and, <laughs> and I'm not, I am kind of joking, but I am being deadly serious. You have this beautiful energy. I'm getting WhatsApp messages oh. right now from people saying, what have you done to Dave? Um, because he's he's on fire. And I, I want to know, is that what do you do? How do you get this? Listen, I'm not trying to sound super cheesy. But? <laughs> but it's passion. I'm, I'm, there, there's never, ever since I started playing guitar, which I started playing when I was 10, and I'm 44 now, so we're talking 34 years ago at this point, there, nothing has been important <laughs> except for guitar playing. And that has been a problem certain times, but ultimately it has led me to uh, a, a career that, that I enjoy. I mean, I believe that life is simply about enjoyment. That's the only reason. Why exist if you're going to torture yourself, which unfortunately we all do on certain levels every day. But for the most part, the point of life is simply enjoyment. And because I can make a living 
touring and playing guitar and, and, and especially with, you know, in great company like Steve and, and the G3 tours with Joe and such, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's really, uh, believe me, I, I recognize how fortunate to be in that kind of situation I am, but there's never been a question, you know, there's never been a question regardless of all that. It's just, this is what I love. This is what I'm going to do every day. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I don't care what status that is in. I'm just going to do it. And when you're so passionate about something like that, you you have the energy, you know. There, believe me, there's been so many times at like 11:59 p.m. and I'm like, I'm tired. I want to go to bed, but I'll pick up the guitar. And before I know it, it's 3 a.m. and it's like, where did the time go? I was just enjoying myself. I was just. And there are so many times that I thank God that I I picked the guitar up right then and there because I'll come up with some kind of awesome lick or riff that I'm going to use for a recording or something like that. Um, and it's so easy to say, you know what, I'll, I'll pick it up in the morning. I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to pick it up in the morning. And guess what happens in the morning? Something else to push it off a little bit more. And we can't do that. If you have the passion... There's no excuse and you don't need an excuse. You know, I don't need an excuse, you know? Um, and, and I know that Steve doesn't, and I know that most people who are just so passionate about what they do, that's, believe me, I would love to go to sleep right now for like 20 hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please, but yeah. when it comes to like, you know, having a, a, a conversation, like we are here about guitar and, and, and also, how to get people better with the guitar and, and not even better with the guitar, but have a better relationship with the guitar that is never talked about. And I, and we all have felt it. We all have felt, I love this thing. I hate this thing. This thing is causing me so much joy. This thing is causing me so much misery. Yeah. Why? It doesn't have to, it doesn't have to at all. Um, you have to put the expecta the expectations in check. Sorry, there was a lot to come out. You have to put the expectations <laughs> in check, but you also have to work for what you're trying to get out of it. So like Andy, you said, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm in a rut and et cetera, et cetera. You have to go back to the one fundamental question for yourself, which is why do I play guitar? What, what, what do I want out of this? If you want to be in a cover band, don't learn theory. Don't learn the fretboard. Forget all that. Just go on YouTube and learn covers. Serve your purpose. But if you want to be a well-rounded guitar player, you have to learn from the ground up. That's the fretboard is the ground. And general theory, scales, chords, arpeggios, basic theory, and that'll just keep going. We need to have some physical ability. But above all else, none of that means anything unless you know how to use it. And that's why we have to live in that musical situation. Anything you're practicing, you need to use it musically immediately. You got to get on a jam track and make sure you can connect with it. Put the context into, con you know, I'm sorry, put the content into the context. Mm -hmm. and you have to keep going from there. But the, the, the whole workflow, if you want to call it that, is a mess for most people. They don't know what to practice. They don't know why they're practicing. They don't know why they own a guitar other than it's cool. <laughs> <You know? laughs> 
we have to answer the most fundamental questions to un, un, uncover those basic questions. Excuse me. Once you uncover those basic questions, then it all is right there. You know, if you want to be a cover player, only learn covers. If you want to be well-rounded, you're going to have to do a lot more work, but, but you can, you can get there through, you know, a, a very simple step. We also have to, the mental side of guitar playing and, and so much in life is a, is a huge problem. The mental side, the educational process, you know, it's all a giant flaw. Um, again, if you're serving your purpose, there is nothing else that needs to be said. You know, that, that, that's really all it comes down to. So again, I have no idea if that answers your question, but somehow we started talking about it and it sounds good. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to summarize what you said for, for me of the advice. Firstly, thank you so much. And I feel very uh, honored to have that advice directly from you. Secondly, I'm going to replace the questions such as what should, what do I play? What do I need to learn with? Why do I want to play guitar? And that's, that's just answered everything that, that I need to know. Why? And for me, it's going to be grunge. It's going to be rock. It's going to be a fuzz pedal or a distortion and just to make some noise. And, and yeah. Now I can now I can build on that and thank you. Hi Dan. <laughs> Again, whenever, whenever there's an issue, whenever there's an issue, just answer the fundamental, yeah, yeah. the fundamental questions, and you will go back to the fundamental answer. Mm. It's really really simple, but we get so diluted and sidetracked because that's the way life is, and that's fine. But um, you know, it is what it is. We, we have to constantly just say, why am I doing this? Okay. And go from there. Thank you. We're going to take some questions from the chat, but I'm sure Dan has a few questions for you. Yeah. So people in the chat, if you have any questions for Dave, I know you want to talk about his Friedman amps in the back, and I'm sure that's a whole show again, but, um, maybe a, maybe we limit him to a two minute gear rundown. Um, throw those questions in the chat, Dan, I'm, I'm sure you've got questions for Dave and, and things to say. So please go ahead, my friend. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just want to add that uh, I think that the, you're completely right, and those kind of fundamental questions are probably the most uncomfortable at times to to mm -hmm. answer, or just yeah. to, to to question yourself. Why am I doing that? So um, that's uh, I think a, a nugget of wisdom that holds true not just as a musician, but like as a general rule in life. Uh, you know, occasionally you should ask yourself, why am I doing that? Why am I going to that work? Why am I, you know, living my life the way I'm living it? And uh, like you said, because you can you, you could just get you know stuck in your routines, and all of a sudden you you're seventy years old and you figure out well I had so many plans yeah. So, but the question that that I have is that you know your this episode feels like talking to Master Yoda to some degree because there's so much <laughs> there's such a, a, a philosophical approach to how you how you deal with your um, your job as a musician how you deal with yourself your understanding as a musician that creates music. But um, that that is something that that needed to develop. So when was that point in your life early on, like young Dave, that kind of decided for himself he wanted to dedicate his whole life to making music to become a well-rounded musician, not just a, a cover musician? Or you know, uh, was there a particular um, event, or how how was it? Like when did you consciously decide, okay, I want to be a professional guitar player? Um. Well, I mean, the story of 
uh, inspiration is kind of cheesy as well. Um, I saw Back to the Future. Yay! Okay. <laughs> I, I, I think I saw Back to the Future when I was like nine or something okay. like that. And up to that point, I had been a drummer. I started on drums, which is which is why I I really I think of everything rhythm first. Mm-hmm. Um, but I saw, uh, you know, Back to the Future and and the opening scene with the gigantic amp, and he plugs in that little chiquita and just boom, and it's just awesome. And then playing. Um, Johnny B. Good at the end and uh, stuff like that. It just made me like, you know what? I, I would like to switch over to some some sort of harmonic instrument versus, you know, not, you know what I'm saying, versus drums, right? And guitar was it. So I started playing guitar. But that's the that's that's kind of what I'm saying with passion is there there, there was no, like, there was no, like, major shift. It was just decision done. And then I got a guitar and just took it more seriously than anything in my childhood <laughs> to the to the dismay of my you know school grades and my social life and all that other stuff. But I didn't care. I, I, there was no question. I simply didn't care. All I cared about was getting home and playing guitar and playing guitar and playing guitar. And that's that's really, you know, that's all it was. There, there wasn't. You know, I have a saying in my life that if the if there is a question, the answer is no. And that means if you're questioning, like, well, what do I do here? Do I go back? You know, just constant back and forth. That means the answer is no. That means you're not ready for whatever that thing is. Now, we may be, because humans live in a fear-based existence, which stops them from even trying so many things, which is absurd but I get it, but we do have to push the fear to the side because there's nothing to be afraid of. Um, but when that is to the side and you're just making these clear decisions, there, there, wasn't, there wasn't any second thought about it. And when you don't have to question anything, the answer is yes. The answer is just, I know what I'm going to do. I want to play guitar. Boom. And, and, and that was it. I'm going to try and keep my answers short because I know where <laughs> I, our, our I don't want you to, but I, you know, I kind of have to ask you to, Dan, <laughs> what did we do by having a, a one, one and a half hour, two hour show? We need more. Um, so Dave, if I may, thank you for offering to keep those, those, yeah. those answers quietly, uh, short. We're going to run through the questions. Uh, first from Luke, no hands. Yeah. Are you ever going to do online lessons in the future? I mean, what do you mean by online? Not offline. (laughs) (laughs) Because right now I do teach private lessons via Skype. Uh, Everything in my brain for better or for worse goes into Gitopia. Mm -hmm. So instead of YouTube subscriptions or Patreon, Gitopia is that. It's just I built it, you know, and I built it a while ago before those things even existed. Uh, but that exists. Okay. Um, I am, I swear to God, I am trying to be better with social media. Uh, last Wednesday I went live on YouTube and Facebook for a little bit. I gave a free lesson in the form of what I do, the lessons of the week. And there is a form to that, that I do. Um, 
that was a lot of fun. I'm trying to do more of those things, just 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 live social media type things. I do not plan anything. I don't record anything as far as videos are concerned. I'm done with all that. Everything now is just live. Because if you have to script and rehearse and take one, two, three, four, five, it's not in here. You know, you should be able to hit go and do. And that's where I live. I don't, for better or for worse, and sometimes it is for worse, but, but that's, where, that's where I live. So now all the events on Gatopia, they're all live. Um, anything I do on Facebook or social media, that's all live. All, all, that, all that good stuff. So live events or, or online lessons, it's all happening. It's always been happening. Um, I just am not a social media person, so a lot of people don't know it. But it is there. <laughs> how, do, how do you deal with the time discrepancy across the globe? Like if you do a live event at, at let's say, 9, 9 uh, p.m. Berlin time, that might be a little bit too early for, for someone in the States, whereas the Japanese already in bed. So right. how, do you deal, how do you deal with that? There's no good answer to that. You just have to, I mean, if you want to, you could look at the analytics And you could see who's really watching at given times. But ultimately, you can't please everybody with people tuning in from all over the world. So, um, for example, on Gatopia, I was doing the lessons of the week uh, live 2 p.m. Eastern time, Philadelphia time mm -hmm. uh, on Wednesdays. And that's fine, you know, because it's not too late in the UK and Europe. Um, it is late in Asia. It's, it's the next morning, uh, in mm -hmm. Asia. So that sucks, but you can't, there's no way to pick the best time possible. I mm -hmm. just have to kind of pick what's working for me. I did just switch it to 9 PM Philadelphia time. So unfortunately that does screw the UK and Europe for the most part. Thanks for that. Um, it's good for Asia and Australia. But again, I, I wasn't even thinking anything like that. I mm -hmm. needed to move it to later on my Wednesday. I, of course, the good thing is it's all live, but of course it's all recorded and it's all archived. And you mm -hmm. can just go and you can go and watch it all right, okay. on demand at your leisure. A mm -hmm. uh, question from the chat. Thank you, Dave. Uh, Obi, what do you hope for the future of the culture of guitar? Is That's that for me? You, yeah. They're all for you. <laughs> um, you know, the obvious answer is like innovation. I want to see innovation for the guitar, you know, and, and that's always great. But what happens with innovation is there's one innovation and then there's a horde of sheep that just follow and regurgitate. And that's just the way it goes. That's fashion. That's art. It's just the way it goes. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But true innovation is, is hard to come by. You know, and, and, and in our time, I think of players like Guthrie. I think of players like Tosin, um, you know, Malmsteen, Steve. You know, these are players that just came out with something and it was like, okay, that, that's all. Van Halen, you can't not say Van Halen. And, and of course, so many others, so many others. Um, you can't, you cannot be bothered by trends, I think is what, it comes down to whether it's trendy or not what you're into that is what you have to cultivate 
you know? It's so easy to be sidetracked and to be sucked into what's popular right now because you want the likes, especially right now. You want the likes, you want uh, the numbers, and the numbers are just leverage. You know, if you want to go get a gig, that that venue is going to say, well, what's your social media following? And blah, 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 blah. It's leverage, okay? So it is advantageous to have a big following. Forget all of your other preconceived notions about it. Just aim to get a big following. But at what cost? Okay, if you can do it while maintaining your integrity, your artistic integrity, then you have done a good job because a lot of people don't. Um, and again, maybe to them they are. It's about perception at that point. And, and I'm not here to judge. Nobody is. Live and let live. Just do. Just do your thing. You don't have to get to this point and then you've made it. Just do. Just do right now. And nobody can say whether you've made it or not. Now, again, if you're talking monetary success, that's a different story. But if you just do now and you be now, then you are. And there's no other way to look at that. So eventually, everyone else is going to catch on. Mm -hmm. So no matter what, cultivate what you love. And that's all I want. That's all I want with guitar. I want people to be real and cultivate what they want truly one no no trends just what do you truly want out of the guitar it's a very difficult thing to answer for a lot of people including myself i have been described as um indistinguishable <laughs> which is okay. a good thing on some regards, you yeah, know, yeah. Joe Bonamassa is a blues player. There's no other way around it. Joe Bonamassa is a blues player. He's okay. And then you get into subcategories, right? Blues, blues, rock, blah, 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 blah. You get into all that stuff, but he's a blues player. You know, Pat Martino here in Philadelphia, he's a jazz player. If, if you're not familiar with Pat Martino, you have got to become familiar with Pat Martino because he's a living legend and a living treasure for guitar players. Um, but regardless, you just have to, you, you just have to be real, you know, and that is really difficult. It's really difficult to find that path and then become that identity, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. We'll leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> Again, another more gems that we need to go and gather. Thanks for that. That's a feature. Amanda. <laughs> um, you're answering most of the questions were, you know, that were coming up in the chat. I feel that some of the questions you, you may have been asked before, so I'm trying to fic, uh, find, the, find the new ones. Um, I'll, I'll answer I, anything. I saw somebody was asking something about amps. Yeah, that or, was that was the one something. I was leaning towards. Um, was it about, okay. was it this one? Was it, if you were to invent something for a guitar or music instruments in general, what feature would you invent? What do you miss in a guitar, an amp, a pedal, tools, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? One thing. That's several questions. That's tough. It's tough because, you know, it's like when you're asked, what's your favorite movie? What's your favorite band? What's your favorite food? It depends on the day. Mm -hmm. It depends on my mood, you know? Unfortunately, well, you know, un unfortunate or whatever, that that's how I live. You know, I, I, I don't sit at home and eat the same thing every day because it's my favorite. 
whatever my mood is that day will determine what I eat, what I watch, which guitar I pick up, etc. So it, it, it's it's really difficult. I I don't think I'm missing anything, you know, until I until I find a need for something like, you know, single coils on a on a strat or or I need humbuckers from a PRS or a Les Paul or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and I'm sure there's an answer a, a question about amps. Uh, these amps give me everything I need. I've got a lot of amps back here and this is only half of them. You can't see what's happening over here with more heads and more combos, but this this amp is the only constant. It is the it is the thing that I play through. Sorry, all Dave, the for time, the but the people that listen else, to the audio version. What amp is that behind you? It is a Friedman uh, Small Box Fifty, and I I run them in stereo uh, through through a, a few uh, or two cabinets. Hmm. But. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a really interesting question, but I don't have a direct answer for it because I can usually satisfy whatever need it is by simply picking up a, you know, a different guitar that day. And, and in recent years, let's say the last 10 years, I have really grown to rely on and, and really appreciate the guitar to amp relationship and cab. You know, the cabinet and the speakers you choose are, are, are very important. But what has, what has become less important are pedals. I still use them. I always have at least uh, some sort of delay, some sort of reverb, some sort of boost, some sort of overdrive, and some sort of fuzz. Those five pedals are always on my board. I may not use any of them. Well, Delay and reverb are usually always on, depending on, on, on you know, to various degrees. Um, overdrive, boost, fuzz, I may not use them for months, and then I might use them every single day. It just depends on on what the needs are. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, it's, uh, I guess, yeah, when you found something you like, then fantastic. And and I hope one day to satisfy my needs in that, in that uh, area. Um, <laughs> Dan, uh, I think we're about to wrap it up. Um, I would like to keep yep. Dave for as long as possible. I'm, wait- I'm waiting for Dave to <laughs> actually come down from Top Gear, and, and it's not happening. So, <laughs> um, Dave, I, I, I have to say thank you personally. Forget the show, forget the YouTube channel, forget everything personally. Thank you so much for reigniting my passion for guitar and giving me the answer that I didn't need. I didn't know I needed. Thank you. Hmm. Uh, you're you're very welcome. I didn't know I was even providing an answer, but there you go. <laughs> about a hundred answers. <laughs> I think a lot. Of, yeah, yeah. I was I was about to say it was. A lot, I think a lot of uh, nuggets of wisdom and a lot of inspiration. I guess for a lot of people, either you know on the live stream or on the podcast, something to to question themselves or something you know just to to pick some of those uh, nice things you said or even the things mm-hmm. you questions and kind of you know kind of transfer that on, into your own situation and kind of reflect on where you want to go and what you're doing and why you're doing things. And yeah. um, just to like to wrap it up and kind of go back to, to, to the very beginning, just also why I was a fan from the very start is that you said you're not an internet personality. And 
I, I can totally accept that. But what I always felt is that you were the guy that was providing, you know, lessons and, and backing tracks, et cetera, that, that were, that had substance and they were not flashy and clickbaity. They were just there for the purpose of making music, for the purpose of developing and evolving and, and kind of honing your skills. And you were kind of, you know, providing some, some guidance. And maybe this is like a better word because you said you don't like the word teacher. I think you provide a lot of guidance for a lot of guys, me included. And uh, that's also why I wanted to say thanks because, um, like I said, you, you were at the forefront, like when social media wasn't even a thing. And uh, there was so much great content. Uh, and, and I think there was so much uh, inspiration for a lot of uh, guys and girls out there. So thanks a lot for that, too. Uh, that's a very, very kind and generous statement I, I i hugely appreciate it and i have been not stuck but really wanting really wanting to to bring everything back to youtube like everything <clears throat> because it is what it is everybody uses youtube but up until recently, there wasn't a way to make a living doing it. If you and, 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 you know, folks, if you don't know, it takes a lot of time. What, what Dan and Andy are doing here, it takes a lot of time to put together a podcast, to schedule things with people who are late like me. <laughs> and, you know, it, 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 it does take effort. It does take time. Um, I, I'm working it out right now as to the next move, but more social content and, and specifically live interactive social that's where it's at you mm -hmm. know we don't need another you know here's how to play the c major scale here are the 12 faces you make when you go to a guitar store it's <laughs> we, we, we need like the, the real stuff uh, you know ironically and rather unfortunately i'd watch that if you did it <laughs> I love I love all that stuff. I love all that stuff. I am a guitar nerd. This is my life. It is what it is. I love all that stuff. But what I'm saying is there are so many people and the essence, the essence of it all is there are so many people who really want to get good at an instrument like guitar. And it doesn't you don't have to be Steve Vai, but but just to get competent to their own abilities so that they can. I mean, almost to the point of pursue happiness. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. And so many people get so trapped in this bad space, let's say, with the instrument. So what I love is when I can help people kind of, the, you know, turn the light bulbs on, whatever it might be, and, and get past that. Because it's really easy to get upset at the guitar or you're playing or why aren't I getting better, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's 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 a mental thing. It's far more of a mental thing than it is the, the the physical thing, and that's why you know you hear me talk a lot about. And I'm uh, you know there's there's not this isn't this isn't an accident that Steve Vai also happens to talk about this kind of stuff. Steve is a highly infectious person, and you you guys know that his energy is infectious because it's just so good and it's not the fact that it's good it's that it's relating to you it's like duh yeah why haven't i been thinking that that will help me to make my decisions to to reconnect my passion for this thing to achieve what i want to achieve on this thing listen i mean 
one song, finishing, recording, releasing one song is something most people will not do in their lifetime. And guess what? It's something we all can do. But why don't they do it? It's mental obstacles. So if we can really get down to the foundation of like, what do you want to be? Jazz player or cover player, whatever it might be. We, we got to get rid of the BS, the smoke and mirrors that we're all unfortunately inundated with because of social media. Let's get under that. And let's really figure out why do I have this guitar? Why did I get it? What makes me happy with it? And pursue that. That's that's really what nothing else, aside from all my talking here, nothing else. I hope people take that away and look at their instrument when they get home or in the next time they're looking at their guitar and look at it and be like, why do I have you? What what is the what is the <laughs> point here? And, and and to really reconnect and say, I want to do this with this instrument and I'm going to do it. I, I'm going to do it. Listen, we all have the technology very affordably now to record professionally at home and tomorrow have your song on Apple Music next to Steve I, next to the Beatles, next to the the legends of music in general. The playing field is so level now. We just have to do. And... And that one thing, achieving just one thing, we can all do it. Go to cdbaby.com or whatever digital distribution resource you want to use. It's like 29 bucks to, to post one song on Apple Music, but you're up there next to Steve I and the Beatles and whoever else your favorite bands are. Um, that's not the hard part. The hard part is just accepting that you can do it and then doing it. Wise words and basically nothing more to add. And uh, actually talking about doing that, I highly recommend everyone who was inspired by today's episode to check out Gitopia. Uh, um, it's 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 very great. It's uh, also pretty inexpensive when it comes to what what you offer there because you, you have that whole archive and, and you know tons of lessons and, and backing yeah. tracks and all that stuff. So I highly recommend checking that out. Also make sure to subscribe to Dave's YouTube channel. Um, I think... Um, yeah, Valeria posted it in the chat earlier. Valeria, Valeria posted, if you want to post it again, Valeria. that would be great. Thank so, yeah, yeah. And um, apart from that, Thank subscribe you. to um, Dave on Instagram too and leave us a five-star rating for the show so we are able to bring you more wisdom and maybe have a follow-up episode with Dave at a later point in time where he can share more details about the touring and, and share some more insights. And maybe talk about a little bit more about your your own um, solo projects um, because sure. uh, we didn't we didn't have a lot of time to talk about like from the start shove the sun aside to to all the records um, that you kind of put right. out because it's also a whole perspective and a different universe like a part of, of your of your being as a musician yeah and, uh, that's a very interesting side all right Andy there, anything more there to is add a lot to talk about there yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I went through and I, I again. The, the thing that I can do, which is for whatever good or bad reason, is I can relate to a lot of people because, again, for like the last 10 years, I just couldn't get I couldn't get music done. And that was a mental problem. It was a time problem, but it was more it was also a mental problem. And everyone in here has gone through it. And you, again, shove all of this out of the way and just, mm -hmm. just achieve, just, just write a song, and put it out. It's really that simple. And if you want to become a better player today, you got to write. That's all it comes down to. Somebody, somebody was asking something about, um, 
again, not to take up any more time, but I just want to, I, I saw one question that I thought was really important to answer from the, from the, the chat here. And it was somebody saying they have, they have some kind of amp. And I, I think it was a boss Katana. Yeah. I remember that. <clears throat> and they said, how do I, how do I get my own sound or something like, how do I get my own personality as an artist? Without... Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. How does one go about developing one's own voice on the guitar? How do we know when we're right? Now, this this wasn't it, but that is that is something. It was somebody who said, "I only have a Boss Katana. How do I how do I develop my sound without owning, you know, whatever else?" Um, and but this question is certainly related, and there's only one way to do it, and that is writing. Write what? I don't know. You have to write what you want to be writing, but until you go through the process of learning about song structuring, you know, even that, even that right there, is it an intro and a verse and a chorus, verse two, chorus true, chorus two, bridge, solo, chorus three out, or is it some other structure? You have to start learning song structures just to even know how to put a song together. And then you do a song, just do a throwaway song. Don't care about it. Literally, I do an exercise with students on Gitopia. We take a piece of paper, we write out a structure, we pick a key and a quality, we write out some chords, and like in five minutes, the song itself is pretty much done. Mm -hmm. Because every single person in this room, again, I can guarantee you, has started a song but hasn't finished one. And everybody's like, I've got all these great parts, I don't know what to do with it. You, you, have, to, you have to build that songwriting ability. That's a different skill set. But it has nothing to do with your gear. It has nothing to do with anything material. It's all this. It's just all up here. What do you want to sound like? What kind of artist do you want to be? That question uh, goes along with what kind of guitar player do you want to be? And that is the question, the fundamental question that uh, unfortunately most people can't answer. They just don't know. Mm -hmm. If you do know, like again, I brought up Joe Bonamassa. Joe Bonamassa is obviously a blues player. If you have that kind of decisive direction, count yourself as lucky because a lot of people don't. A lot of people are like, well, I don't know really. And I didn't. I just I just gathered a little bit from everything and that kind of went into my own my own music. You know, is it original? I don't know. I don't care. You know, that's not that's not what's on question here. What you need from me is to simply produce something listenable. I, I, I don't know if you're going to like it, but if we like it as artists, then we can offer it up. Don't worry about, you know, killing the process before it's even done because someone may or may not like it. You know what I mean? But we have to answer those fundamental questions first, and then it all just kind of unfolds. Wise words. <laughs> Andy's smiling. Um, <laughs> going to write a song tonight, right? I was, I was going to answer Do that it. question if I had anything to ask, and I have so much to, uh, to add. I have so much to add. Um, but I will con <laughs> condense it into um, I normally end these shows feeling a little bit tired. This is the first show I've ever ended or well, trying to end <laughs> um, feeling more energetic at the end than I did at the beginning. Um, Dave, you have you have changed me a as a person. Thing, You've changed me yeah. as a guitarist. I am going to I was going to say I'm going to wake up with a new uh, a new vision tomorrow, but it's not going to be that I already have that vision. I cannot wait to pick up a guitar as soon as this has ended. Um, and Great. yeah, thank you from, from the bottom of my bottom. And yeah, cheers. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to be at the bottom thank of you. your bottom. 
<laughs> I think there's nothing more to add, guys. Thanks so much, Dave. Thanks so much, Andy, and everyone for joining us on the live stream. Um, yeah, make sure to check out next episode next week. Thanks, Dave, and looking forward to seeing you either on tour or on the podcast again. Come back Can't soon. Wait. Bye. Bye bye. <laughs>